Um, happy Lent. Has someone greeted you with Happy Lent before? <laughs> I, I, I've heard of Merry Christmas. Uh, even Happy Birthday. Uh, he is risen, but Happy Lent, it seems to be a contradiction. When I was preparing for today's message, I noticed, though, that as Jesus was going to the cross and always in Lent we're focusing on his path to the cross and what he's given to us, given up for us, and in response we inventory our lives, our world, and ask ourselves, what do we give up for him that we might more fully have him? But in that journey, I noticed that he said, um, I am doing this that you might have my joy and have it to the full. So again, happy Lent. Our theme is by his wounds we are healed. It comes from Isaiah. And in that verse it also says... Uh, it was for our transgressions that he was bruised, our iniquities he suffered. The punishment of our sin was laid on him, and by his wounds were healed. Healed of what? Were obviously were healed of the sin that would rightly earn us punishment. So we're healed with forgiveness. But there's more than that. Not just forgiveness of sin, but freedom from bondage to sin. And each week we focus on another one of those areas of our lives that is perhaps, well, if you would, saturated with our own selfishness and sin. And not only do we go to him for forgiveness, but for freedom from bondage. And this week, it's on the topic of the fourth commandment. Honor your father and mother that it would go well with you. You would live long on the earth. It's on the topic of authority. Because when God gives the commandments, he is protecting something in our lives. Here he protects authority. And authority is what you might describe as positional power. And God orders our world by giving us positional power in people around us that we have a relationship to them that gives them honor and we receive their blessing, their covering, their protection and when the Jews the Hebrew people excuse me first received this commandment they didn't know it as the Ten Commandments they know that they knew it as the covenant of the law because it all fit in the framework of this God saying, I am your God, 
you are my people. I am the God who brought you free from the land of slavery. Therefore, you are my people. You shall have no other gods. You shall remember the Sabbath day. Keep the name of the Lord holy. And then he begins all those commandments that have to do with how we love other people. And it begins with honor your father and mother. That's kind of the beginning of it because he sets up authority. But there's more to it than just that. As he gives uh, the covenant of the law and gives a way to live out the relationship that we have with him, he's also showing a picture of who we are created to be because this reflects his image. You see, we are like God, made in his image, and it's an image of love, but God in his perfect love and perfect unity, get this, practiced authority within himself. And we reflect that. And as a matter of fact, it's there that we're going to find healing. Because Jesus says this, John 10, 8, no one takes my life from me, but I lay it down of my own accord, of my own accord, I have authority to lay it down. Where does he get that authority? Who in a position of power has given it to him? I have authority to lay it down and authority to take it up. This command I received from my father. John 17, 2. In his prayer to his father, he says, For you, father, granted the son authority over all people that he might give eternal life to all those you have given him. And Jesus receives a, an authority from the father that sends him on a mission into our lives to restore us to God. And in that authority, he glorifies the Father. And in that authority, the Father glorifies the Son. And he wants to share that with us. And he wants our lives to recover from the ways it has been bruised. You and I have been bruised. Our souls have been severed by the ways that we have broken this commandment, this issue of authority. I invite you to pause and take your inventory and think about your relationship with your mother or father, living or not. Is there a piece of that that has a tinge of regret, a tinge of thinking, I just didn't get quite what I needed from them? A sense of mm, a sense of not enough. And does it seep into your world and reflect in other ways? Or maybe the issue of authority has to do with uh, a bitterness against anyone who has a position above you. And maybe it leaks out at the office. And it's so easy to talk about the boss that is an idiot. He's not fair at all. Oh, by the way, I'm, I'm making that up. Okay, uh, just, i got to look at Pastor Greg over here. <laughs> uh, sorry, I got distracted. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe the issue of 
uh, authority uh, in your life is in your own family, just the words that are dishonor or disrespect. And how many families endure the pain of emotional cutoff because of that? And the inability to honor and talk through those issues. It's related to this, and in this season of actual confession and faith of repentance of where we have missed the mark and faith, belief in what Jesus has done for us, well, by his wounds we are healed. Let's see how it works. Here's the problem. We have a problem with authority. I bet you did it too. When I was single, I mean, before married and before having kids, I watched parents in the grocery store with two-year-olds. And they would throw a fit. Ooh. And I said, never are my kids going to get away with that. And you know what happened. Because I had a two-year-old. Um, and if we were to look at how we grow through life, and so much growth happens in that relationship between parents and child around the issue of authority. A two-year-old has a favorite word, and that word is? Thank you. But the use of that word is to help the child begin to understand this is who I am. I am making some definitions about what I want to do and what I don't want to do. And in that respect, it, it's healthy and it need not be disrespectful. What's the problem is when you can't accept no. And then we as parents say something like, you will do it. Why? Because I said so. Which, by the way there is a better response. And the better response is why? Because I'm your father and I want what's best for you. Because that's the relationship that's being nurtured in the aspect of authority. And it is a mark of emotional maturity that a child learns how to accept clear boundaries and no. And it's a foundation, by the way, of which we get to also learn that with our Heavenly Father. So after we get through the twos, we get to the what? Yes, the teens, here they are. And again, we have uh, that, that little saying, no, but a little bit more subtle this time as the child or the teen learns they're much more interested in what their peers think than mom and dad. And they too are discovering who they are now as a person, trying to get comfortable in their own skin. And sometimes that leads to poor decisions. 
And again, they need a parent to say, I want your best. Respect my authority. Um, but sometimes the response is rebellion. Do you remember that yourself? Yes. Yeah. You remember having a fight about how long your hair was for you old people? Yeah. Well, what's behind that? And by the way, that question of authority develops throughout our life and we learn as we become parents and we still have a relationship with our parents and we still have respect and honor, but now it goes other ways and we understand that the issue of authority is intertwined in all of our society and in all of our relationships. The issue is the old Adam inside, the old nature, that rebellious part of me that rejects God and prefers to be God myself. This is the old Roger, the sinful Roger. And you know what he says? <laughs> uh, he says, I'm large and in charge. And with unbowed head, he speaks to those around me and says, you ain't the boss of me. And he's very convincing. But actually, he's pretty insecure. He's not so large and in charge. But I give him control at times. And what is he seeking? This old nature inside of me and inside of you? He's seeking control. And on that little altar inside of our inner world, there is an idol set up that says, be large, be in charge, be in control. And we try to control the world and people. And it becomes manipulative and destructive. And in such settings as well, we find that it breaks relationships and isolates us from other people, but more importantly, it isolates us from God himself. Now, I wish I could tell you all you've got to do is fire the guy and he leaves. That's not how it works. Or give him a new set of instructions. Tell him to straighten up and fly right. That's not how it works. You've got to replace him with someone who has fulfilled the law. Jesus said, I came not to do away with the law, but to fulfill the law. Someone who comes to demonstrate what authority is. And Jesus comes into our world and he lives out the authority that was given him to be our rescuers, to heal the hole in our soul that was made by our own desperate attempts to try to control everything. And ended up in rebellion. When Jesus was 
on his way to the cross, and it happened a couple times when he flat out demonstrated his godness. One time he healed a man who was lowered through the roof. But before he did so, he said, your sins are forgiven. They said, by what authority are you doing that? He goes, you want to know what authority? Is it what's harder, heal or say you're forgiven, you're, you're, your sins are forgiven? And he demonstrated his authority by healing him. In the garden, after his prayer, after his resoluteness to know that he was going to drink the cup of suffering, he was going to follow through with what the Father had asked, he was going to listen to his authority, he was met by the soldiers and the high priest led by Judas to this special spot and identified. And this is what happened in John chapter uh, 18. We find that um, that the detachment they with okay who is it that you want and Jesus of Nazareth said I am he and at that what happened the soldiers fell back and do you remember how in our old nature we would be unbowed? We would be large and in charge. In the presence of God, you can only do what? <laughs> Fall over. You're in the divine presence. We even see it throughout the Bible. The Shekinah glory comes into the temple and the priests fall over. They, they can't stand. And in the presence of God, so it is that we too would have to bow and say it's true. And so it was for Jesus at that time. But that's not where he wanted to show us ultimate power. And even in the trial with the chief priests and the elders, uh, with Herod, with Pontius Pilate, you know that at each one of those times he was asked questions and at one time of the questioning he just refused to speak. Because he was resolute. He was going to go to the cross and he's not making a defense. He is making a mission. And when Pilate said, don't you realize that I have the authority? <laughs> and Jesus said, you'd have none if not what my father would give to you. And he exercised his authority this way. On the cross. After he drank the cup of suffering. After he By his stripes, by his uh, beating, by our sin laid on him, by 
doing that and bringing us healing? Because he had the authority of the Father to do it and lived it out obediently in our place because we could not. He then, after receiving the drink, Jesus said, It is finished. And with that, he bowed his head. and gave up his spirit. He's our authority for us so that we might have healing. Now that healing releases us from the bondage of that little character inside of us that's so quick to shout, I'm large and I'm in charge. And with unbowed head, Screams, you ain't my boss. No. He's out. And Jesus is in. And with Jesus, we too humble ourselves with bowed head to the Father's will and gladly, joyfully serve Him as we give honor to those positions of authority around us, within our families, our culture, our world, our workplace, and reflect the very presence and healing of Christ. May it be so in Jesus' name. I invite you at this time to take inventory and see what, what waves have I listened to that <laughs> old nature and that says I'm large and in charge and in control. Uh, what ways have you broken the commandment? Honor your father and mother. Reflect on that just a moment to yourself and I invite you to Prepare to silently give that to the Lord. And with that repentance and turning to Him, receive His presence and the authority of Jesus in your life. And then together as the church, let us confess our sins with these words. Let us confess our sin in the presence of God and one another. Most merciful God, we confess to you that we have broken your commandments by our own thoughts, words, and deeds. We failed to be the people you have called us to be and have not trusted your authority over our lives. We have not loved our brothers and sisters as we ought, and we have not cared for your creation. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and give us the healing power of your love that we may walk again in your ways 
and live to the glory of your holy name. Amen. God is gracious and merciful, and he desires that we be made free of the burden of our sins. Through Jesus Christ, who bore the cross for our sake and for the sake of the whole world, there is healing, hope, and life. Your sins are forgiven in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our prayers continue after I say, Lord, in your mercy, would you please respond, heal us, O God. Gracious Lord, we invite your healing presence into our lives that you would help uncover ways that we have tried to pretend that we are in control of all the circumstances around us or worse yet, uh, the people around us. And Lord, show us ways that we might carry resentment when it does not work or bitterness. Lord, for those that you have given authority over us, any relationships that are broken, oh God, we turn to you and we say, Lord, in your mercy, heal us, oh God. And we pray, oh Lord, for the broken and the outcast, the downtrodden, those that live lives uh, that chase futility, that chase just the things of this world that will never satisfy and neglect, Lord, pursuing a life with you. For them, oh God, they need your healing touch in Jesus. Lord, in your mercy, heal us, oh God. And Lord, we pray for those in times of dire physical need. We pray for those that are hurt or bruised, those, Lord, that need recovery from sickness, illness, or devastation, even devastation of property and loss as so many go through crisis at this time in Texas. Lord, in your mercy, heal us, our God. All this we pray in the name of Jesus, who has taught us to pray together. Our Father, who art in heaven, Hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. 